Hello, friends. Welcome to Daily Conversations, the podcast of all things relationship-based. We are your hosts, Crystal and Demetrius Daly. We are young adult pastors and certified in marriage and family development. You email us your relationship and marital questions, and we will address them online and give you counsel on how to overcome them. We look forward to hearing from you, and we can't wait to help you live your best lives. Hey guys, welcome back to Daily Conversations. My name is Crystal. And I'm Demetrius. And today we're, we're, ga- um, we're gathered with a special, special guest. Her name is Cassandra Edward. I met this beautiful, beautiful woman on uh, Clubhouse. And I'm so glad she's going to join us today. We're going to be talking about the topic feminism as it relates to relationships. Oh, relationships. So Cassandra... Introduce yourself. Tell us about, well, tell our audience about you because I know about you. So tell our audience about you. Well, thank you for having me on your show. That's one. Welcome, welcome, welcome. <laughs> so I'm Cassandra Edward. I'm um, I'm a single mother of three beautiful children. I have two boys and a girl. That's a, a fun fact. I love being a mom. I also have an online boutique called Top Notch C. Um, I sell a lot of jewelries and also opening up to a lot of clothing for women and I'm looking to expand to have my own boutique and um, a retail store, actually. Um, And I'm also working on a a book called My Daughters, I Vow to Never Be Silent. It has to do with a lot of my past history of how I was muted. I was silenced due to fear, due to a lot of um, traumatic experience that I had in the past, um, which caused me to have low self-esteem. And then also coming from a Haitian background, um, being instilled with their culture and growing up um, of being silent with the things that, you know, they don't want you anyone to know unless it's in, you know, with the people in your home. So um, I graduated with my master's degree and master's in science at LIU, Long Island University in Brooklyn. (laughs) I was thinking about going for my PhD for clinical. I do not know how I feel about that, doing more years of school (laughs) and doing papers. So I'm gonna refrain from that for a while. But um, my focus is to basically um, work with the youth, young women ages 13 to 18. It may expand in the future, but to open up a nonprofit organization focusing on young women, because I feel like in this generation, a lot of the focus shifts. I remember when I was growing up, my role model was Oprah, (laughs) Beyonce, because of her work ethics. You had Maya Angelou. You know, you had strong women like Michelle Obama. Today, we don't have, we still have it, but it's not being idolized and not idolized in a negative light, but it's not being promoted or advertised or, you know, it's more so Cardi right, B, right. it's more so, you know, those type of rappers that's in the industry. So just refocusing and letting them know that, you know, that is not the way, you know, being an entrepreneur, being a virtuous woman type of thing is the way to go. That's awesome. Um, and also, I just want to talk about Clubhouse for a second, because that's how I met Cassandra um, through a room in Clubhouse. And I really don't know much about Clubhouse, so I'm not going to speak much on it. I'll let Cassandra do that part. Um, but 
a little quick backstory. When I, I heard her pray, and instantly I knew, like I, my spirit connected, and it, I knew it was something about her. I was like, I'm going to have to reach out to this young woman and have her on my podcast. And I just kind of did the DM thing, and uh, here we are today. So do you want to talk about the room a little bit, Cassandra? Sure. So clubhouse right <laughs> so i used to hear a lot about clubhouse and how it's being utilized for the many different things so one day i created a clubhouse account and i was led into the make time to pray room it had to be like around six o'clock in the morning because i always wanted to um increase my prayer so i asked god like you know i would devote my time in prayer if you you know lead me in the right direction because before i would set my alarm clock to six o'clock to wake up to pray and <laughs> it'd be an epic fail. I would be, I would start off and then I would just lack. So one day I got, I got on clubhouse and it, um, I was led to a room, not by anyone, but I was spiritually led to a room called make time to pray before you start your day by apostle Parisi Parker and her husband, um, Bishop L LD Parker. And one day she <laughs> called me upstage and I was like, oh no, I have stage fright. I'm not going to talk. And I left that room and went to other rooms that, oh, so I went wow. to other rooms. Okay. <laughs> and then one day, I don't know why the spirit led me back into her room. And ever since then, it's just been amazing. I can say it's because of that room that I'm able to speak today and pray and be on and, you know, start working in the gifts that God had for me because I didn't know I had these gifts. You know, I always knew I was a visionary because when I go to sleep, I would have dreams. And when I would explain it to people, they would look at me like you're crazy, but <laughs> it would really happen in real life. So by being in the clubhouse, make time to pray before you start your day, it definitely allowed me to be able to open up my mouth because she called me out and say, you can articulate very well. And I'm like, but I stutter when I speak. I get nervous. I get stage fright. Right. But ever since then, that definitely helped me as a person like to grow and spiritually as well. So that's how that right. I end up on Clubhouse and you was able to find me there. And if it wasn't for God, actually, I probably wouldn't even have been there. So that's how that right. happened. And that's awesome because like now here we are, right? And you're speaking on a platform. Right. So, you know, I thank God for, you know, obedience and obeying and going back into that room. And, you know, I believe that we, we've talked, before, you know, obviously before this, but I believe that, you know, there's so much good, many things that's going to grow from this, even from this conversation. So I'm excited to just jump in. So we're talking yeah. about feminism again um, as it relates to relationships. <laughs> so I kind of, <laughs> you know, me and my husband was thinking about this and we, you know, a lot of times you hear the word independent women, right? And I was like, you know, could you be too independent, you know, like to where it really hinders you? So um, I think I might have spoken about this on our platform before, did I, babe? Uh, yeah, I think I think we did speak about it. Like maybe I can't remember what episode, but it was a few months ago we spoke about it, and um, I think you gave some. Both of us gave some pretty good answers as to um, you know needing your partner, um, right. and then not not being too caught up in that you can do it yourself, both men and women. Right. Yeah. Right. So. So when it when it relates to um, 
relationships, I feel like a lot of times, again, we hinder ourselves because we think that um, we're too independent and that that kind of relates into. So I, I always say, well, let me just talk about myself. I always say that I've always been independent. I've always had a job. I've always had my own place. I always had my car and um, I know I could take care of myself. Right. And so a lot of people are like, well, I don't need a man. And my story is, no, I still need my husband. <laughs> you know, I still need a man. When I was single, I was still looking to be married. So I'm, I'm glad that we have you here to hear your input and your take on this subject. Um, oh, you know what? Do you want to give your age? No. Yes, I'm 31. Okay. <laughs> I don't mind. Okay. I'm 31. Oh, I'm November. <laughs> Okay. Okay. No. And the reason why I say it is because sometimes people like to hear perspectives from different age groups, different, you know, different walks of life. So that's why I just kind of wanted to put that out there. So, okay, let's jump into your take. How do you feel about being independent and in, in, in relationships? I'm going to say it's a gift and a curse, right? <laughs> the reason why I'm going to say it's a gift and a curse, the gift is the fact that I personally feel like men like a woman that's independent, that's not too needy. Like, I want this, I want that, and they can't do for themselves. That's my personal intake. But the reason why it's a curse is because for me, I'm going to speak for me, is that when you get too independent and you step in too much of your independent role, you feel like you don't need a man, someone like me. Mm -hmm. Only reason why I say that is because at the age of 13, my dad always told me to do for yourself. Do for yourself right. because... You, it's not easy for you to find someone that's going to do for you. Like my mom, she was she wanted me to be depending on her. And my dad was like, no, you need to be independent because if we pass away, what you going to do? You're going to be a crutch. You know, you're going to turn out to be a crutch. So I started working at the age of 13 and I started braiding. That was the gift that God gave to me. I used to do it with my eyes closed and then people started taking advantage of me. As I grew older, I started to step into my role of I don't need nobody to do anything for me because I can do it myself. You know, I paid my bills, you know, even though I was living in my parents' home, I took care of myself. Anything that I needed, I provided it for myself. Um, I still was daddy girl if, you know, took care of the mechanical stuff, but I felt like anything else I could give to myself. And that was my mindset throughout my whole um, time life of uh, my timeline in life. Um, as I grew older, even till this day with three kids, I still feel like I'm misindependent. And, and at times, you know, I feel like you do need a man, you know, like it's okay to be misindependent, but it's okay to also have a man to, you know, take care of your stuff. And it did hinder me because right now my relationship, I'm not going to say it went sour, but we kind of like separated because I became the man, you know, instead of the, the woman in the relationship. Right. And he, he didn't need that. He wasn't looking for that. He wants somebody that's soft, soft spoken, like, you know, take off your shield, like be a woman for once, like stop being a man. And it's hard to take off right. of that shield, you know, from being rejected. You understand what I'm saying? Like all these things, like I'm pretty sure we're going to dive into that more, but it does hinder your relationship because being being strong minded is nothing wrong with it. But sometimes a man wants to love you. He wants to do for you. You got to give him that opportunity to do so. And I didn't realize it until the guy, the guy that God ordained for my life left. Cause he was like, you too strong for me. Like you, you, right. you're just too much. And sometimes we got to step down and it's okay to take off that independent garment and let a man, you know, take his position, his rightful position, you know? So 
I mean, we could talk right. more about it, but and it does hinder you as a woman. Right. And even with that strong, um, it's saying like, you know, being strong and, you know, some women be like, oh, well, if he can't handle me because I'm strong, that's just on him. And I'm like, it's nothing with, wrong with being strong. And even like what your parents taught you and instilled in you, it's nothing wrong with that. My grandparents taught and instilled the same thing in me, right? Working, taking care of yourself, knowing how to do this, knowing how to do that. And um, my friend and I, I think I said this before on the podcast, but my friend and I was even talking and she was like, listen, if I have to be a damsel in distress, I'll be a damsel in distress. I'm like, right, because at the end of the day, a man wants to feel as the man, the head of the household. And a lot of times us as women, we just get so caught up with, oh, you know, I'm the strong person, I'm independent, and I'm all these things. And it takes away from the male role. Why is it so hard for us to step away from that and just take a rightful place as a support system to our spouse, right? Like, it doesn't mean that we're not independent anymore, right? We know that we can take care of ourselves. Like, I say this all the time. At the end of the day, I know I can take care of myself. But what is so bad about me? It's like, I don't feel any way by stepping aside and letting my husband leave. I don't, I don't feel any kind of way about it. Like at the end of the day, I can take care of myself. So why is it such a hard task to step aside and let the man be the man? I don't, I just don't get it. So do you, do you want to dive into that? Sure. I was thinking once you're conditioned and I can speak for myself, like I conditioned myself to think that way, to be that way. Like I don't need a man for nothing. You know, it's, it's just me, myself, and I. You understand? And I remember when I was when we um sharing with you um the song Miss Independent by Neo, the remix, and she, you know she got her own stuff like that. Be like, it motivates a woman like to feel like, oh, okay, it's okay for you to be independent. A man loves it. He he he's attracted by it and things like that to take the male role. But then also, it makes you feel good as a woman, like, cause sometimes depending on the type of man you attract, they tends to play downplay you on that. Like you need me for something. And it's like, no, I do not need you for anything. I can prove, I can do it myself. And I think it has to do with a lot of, like I said, with the fear of, with the rejection. You know, when you deal with rejection, that causes you to, not saying it's everyone, but it, 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 it helps, it makes you have that character of, I can do it on my own. Just like, you know, I can be bad all by myself. You know, like being rejected so many times, it's like, right. I can do battle by myself. And once you condition yourself to have, to think that way, it's like, okay, you know, you're not going to come into my world and you're going to try to take away from me. So it's just a condition right. of the mind. And I want to, right. And I want to, I want my husband to kind of insert and talk about, um, because I know I'm speaking, we're speaking on the male perspectives and what men are looking for and what the man want to do and all this stuff. So I'm going to let him talk about how he with how he feels and how Miss Independent would do for him or how it would kind of make you feel or whatever have you, like if it's a hindrance or so take it away, babe. <laughs> no, well, first, I, I think it's society and the way um, 
this generation is um, right now. People, uh, what they see in movies, they see on TV, they see in the music videos, is this persona that men are being more soft, as I would say, and women are being more stronger. And that has taken effect into the community, especially the African-American community, where we're taught to be strong and then we're taught to you don't need anybody for help you, you know and the men you know are the biggest problem in the, in the african-american community is absentee fathers um i think it's a big percentage i think over like 60 percent of um relationships have um there, there's there's not a marriage there there's a there's a father absentee father and there's no marriage and the father is not part of the child's life. So the mother has to take care of everything. The mother has to be the mother and the father. So then the women build up uh, those traits and to take care of themselves. And then when it's time <clears throat> to meet someone, they've been taking care of themselves for so long that it's hard for them to adjust when that man comes. He doesn't know how to be the leader. She's always been the leader and then it clashes and it doesn't work out. All right. Now, it messes it up for someone, a man who really is strong and then he meets that strong female and she won't let him be the man it will put because our our egos need to be stroked my ego needed to be stroked when i found you when we found each other i wanted you to make me feel as though um i had to say so that i had a voice and if you were too busy doing everything and not letting me do anything not letting me court you you know um you know being hard with me then that kind of you know pushes me away it would have pushed me away and um I think men, we got to step up and start taking our rightful place the way God designed it to be. And I think that's another thing, too, that a lot of times, most of the times we don't have a relationship with God. You know, and that's 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 the first part. I think once we have a relationship with relationship with God, he will instill in us our rightful place. He'll teach us men how to love our wives or prepare when you're dating to love your wives. And he'll teach wives or women to learn how to respect the man and respect the husband, the husband and know the meaning of submission mm. it's not that the men are ruling over you you know it's that it's the, to me it's just that um you're taking a place where you're helping your husband and you're you're submitted to his authority meaning that he has the final say so and uh certain things as long as it's lining up uh, with his word and as long as it's correct it's not going to put your relationship or your financial um situation in 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 um jeopardy. in jeopardy mm -hmm. so yeah i absolutely believe that like for me yeah i don't i don't and and that's another thing with submission we talked about that before in the podcast and i don't have a problem with submission like i i want my husband to lead you know like i said i've done so many things myself for so long and i'm i i was exhausted when i got married i was like woo yes like going to have be the man i'm gonna sit back and chill <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um how do you feel about that like um do you want to talk about like i know you kind of touched on like your relationship but did you want to expand on that or did you have any input or um in regards to um demetrius um advice i kind of want to touch on his advice well comment <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say it wasn't advice it was comment comment um yeah. i do agree with the submission advice. part <laughs> um it does start off in the bible because if you look up the Bible, um, Proverbs 31 woman, what a virtuous woman is, um, she still submits to her man. You understand? And I didn't understand that. You know, um, I was the foolish woman that tore down my home. You know, God brought me the man to submit to. But because I was looking at 
being, I was like, maybe I was just blindsided. I was just going through my own baggage. You know, I carried my own luggage into the relationship, which caused me not to submit to my man. But also, I never submitted to God either the way that I was supposed to. Now I can say that I'm a work in progress, that I am submitting to God, because you can't submit to a man unless you submit to God. And that's a proven fact. And I can attest by that. Right. So as God preparing me to, you know, bring the relationship back together, that's my faith and I stand on that. Um, you first have to submit to God. You got to be committed to God. You got to be consistent with him because, you know, you can't make a guy, a guy, your, your God. And I was doing that because I was always going to church faithfully and praying and everything else. And then I strayed away once he came into the picture and then things went left. But, um, I do agree. Like once you submit to God, everything falls into place. If the guy is not the head of the household and he doesn't submit to God, then how is he going to be the leader? And that's how I felt in this relationship too. Exactly. You know, as he started to separate, he, I felt like, you know, if you're going to be the head, be the head and not the tail, you know, don't be the tail and expect me to submit to you. I will not submit to you. And then also another right. thing is as a woman, we tend to, our mouth gets us in trouble. You know, and that kills our, the yes, of our yes. it kills the manhood of our man. And I have a mouth, I have an uncontrolled mouth and I get it. I'm not going to, I don't want to play the parent game, but I do get it from my mom, from watching her of how she treated my dad. Not that I liked it or anything like that. I didn't agree with it a hundred percent, but as I got older, I realized that mom, you killing this. Cause if it was, a, if he really wanted to, if he wasn't a pastor, he would have left you, you know, he would have went left. And I don't want to repeat that cycle. You understand what I'm saying? So that's how I decided to change my life around. But um, but with, as far as my relationship, everything that I just mentioned played a role. It was me killing his manhood and not stroking his ego all the time and things of that nature, which goes back to being misindependent. Once you when you're misindependent, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of a lot of needs you don't think about about your other me. Compromising is something you don't think about because it's all about self. You know, yeah. then you become self selfish instead of selfless. You understand what I'm saying? So that also plays a role. Um, and it's okay to have standards, but let's be realistic. You know, are we those standards that we're requiring? And I remember like trying to manifest those standards that I wanted in a guy, but realistically was, am I able to perform those as well? Mm -hmm. Like, do I give that to myself? You understand? Um, so it's just being able to humble yourself and realizing that when God brings somebody good to you, you know, maybe five years from now, he may turn out to be the guy that you dream of and you always wanted, but you have to start somewhere. You know, I love stories like Steve Harvey when he was like, when he first met Marjorie, she didn't change him. You know, she probably was the breadwinner and he was just in making it in the game. I don't remember the, the full story, but however it was, she allowed him to be himself. And when you miss independent, right. you do not allow the men to be themselves. You know, you want to change mm -hmm. him up a little bit to give to make him the ideal God that you want him to be. But in reality, that's not what the you know, that's not what God plan is. It could have been like that five years from now, but you have to take it slow. So, yeah. I got a question. So what um, what are some of the things or maybe one thing that you could have in your relationship that you could have let go and let him take control of? in order to have him kind of fill that role and kind of get away from being misindependent? Allowing him to be the man, period. You know, he, I was too much of the man in the relationship. And it's like, who wants two men living in the house? If that's the case, then he could have went <laughs> south. You know what I mean? <laughs> he could have went south. So maybe I should have played the role of be the, be the woman. 
and allow him to be the man. Because to be honest, he is a great man. You know, um, like everybody like has as far as like, like I'm sorry, like as no, far no, as no, like no. um like like, like decision making, like like uh, like how how was how were you being the man and he was being the man at the same time? Like give me give us an example, like like when it came down to decision making or bills or finances. So you're about to tread into it's something because okay. in my head, I know where it's you about to go. I know it's going to go. I'm really curious now because now I got some more stuff. It's helping me too. So let's go for it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we have so we have two kids together. And one kid was outside of, was outside of him. But we in total, we have three kids. Um, When it comes to like disciplining, I would be like, no, it's going to be this way. And he's like, no, it needs to be that way. And then I get smacked in the face down the line because I'm not listening to him. So when it comes to stuff like that, um, paying the bills, I can't say because it's not like, you know, he came to live with me. Like that was something that we talked about. So I always took care of the bills. Um, But if he did come in, I would still feel like I would take care of the bills unless he openly say like, babe, let me take care of the bills and you take care of X, Y, and Z. So I, we never talked about that. Um, it was more so the kids, like, you know, discipline the kids. The kids need to be in bed at 9 o'clock. Why are they up at 10, 11, 12, or 1 in the morning? Like, we need our time. Like, when it came to stuff like that, I would, like, no, you can't have a say-so. Or if he's making a decision, like, because for him, for me, I feel like he's, he's, he sees 10 steps ahead of me. So something may happen, I may explain it to him, and he say, no, don't do that. And then I'll go and I'll be, you know, I'll go do it just because, like, well, my my my, my intuition says for me to do it just because, and I'll go do it. And he's like, I just told you not to do it, now look. You know what I mean? So things like that. Right. Hopefully I answered your question. So do but- you... So yeah, in my yeah, and in my head I knew I was like, oh, it's gonna go somewhere <laughs> where I wanted to go. <laughs> so so that plays into trust, right? So would you mm. say because sometimes we don't want somebody to take a lead, and I could speak from my own experience because we don't really trust them, and that says a lot. So do you think that you trusted him, even as far as the children? Like, do you think you trusted him to make? those decisions like when you think about it i have trust issues overall so Mm -hmm. it's not that i didn't trust him because there's many instances where he told me not to do something and i did it or you know like spirit i don't want to say spiritually but spiritually i felt it like you know not to do it and i would go against it anyway um I just had trust issues overall, you know, like it can stem from childhood, not trusting my mom, you know, um, I'm, I'm, I'm open to sharing my story because it helps, you know, deliver somebody else. But I was touched at a young age. You understand what I'm saying? And I wrote, oh, my mom would always say to me, um, do you remember when you was two or three years old and the babysitter family member actually to bring a towel to the bathroom? Do you remember what happened? And I'm to myself, like, I'm two, three years old or whatever age I was at the time. I'm not going to say two, three. Maybe I was probably like four or five, like like toddler ages. And I was able to walk. And I'm like, why would you allow me to go to the bathroom to give a man a towel, you know, and then I didn't step out and you didn't do anything about it? Like, you know, why? And she, and then she was her, ex, I don't want to say her excuse, but to me, her excuse was, you know, I didn't think anything of it because, you know, we all grew up together. We're Haitian. There's nothing, you know, it was just to give a towel. But when I didn't see you come out, I kind of questioned it, but I didn't want to, you know, make a big scene because I needed a babysitter. I needed to work. And I'm like, 
for you, a job was more important than your child. So as I got older, you know, I didn't understand what the man was doing to me until I became like, I became like a teenager. But at that time, you know, I already had like my senses. So I knew not to, not to go towards him when I started to put two and two together. So that made me not trust my mom because it's like, I'm a young girl, didn't know any better and you couldn't save me. And then all you talked about was your job or all you talked about was, Oh, this man and uh, this man and his family. You didn't want to call the cops. You didn't want to do this. But this is your little girl you're talking about. Do you understand what I'm saying? So that made me hold a lot of grudges against my mom right. where I didn't trust anybody because as a mother, you're supposed to stand for your child. You know, I wouldn't let my daughter go right. do something like that and not fend for my child, you know, job or not. They will always replace you. You pass away, the right. job going to always replace you. You understand? So that's where the trust came from. And as far as my dad, I always had a relationship with my dad. It was just that I felt like my dad, he was heart, not heartless, but he didn't have no emotion. It was never, I love you. He was always mm -hmm. hard. He was always tough. It wasn't like, I never saw a soft side of my father. And then you speak to him. It was always with anger. And it was like, oh, so I kind of like, when you grew, grow up into that type of environment, it becomes who you, it becomes your identity. You understand what I'm saying? So people will see you as you're a heartless person, but it's like, no, I'm not a heartless person. It's just, this is how I was raised based off my parents. So trust issues came from my mom, you know, like not being able to trust her because it's like, you couldn't right. protect me at a young age from somebody. And I had to grow up with that. And I had to fight and fend for myself as I got older. Once I was realizing what the man was doing to me was wrong, you know, and then still right. I would be in the hole right. playing by myself and she would think, Oh, you're doing something. And it's like, how am I doing something when this man just robbed me of my woman, a part of my womanhood? You know what I mean? So that's where that came from. Yeah. So, yeah. So it seems like, um, not that it seems like, like that's the rooted issue there um, of that happening to you kind it, it allowed you to build up that wall and that independency where where you had to fend for yourself at that moment and it carried over into your adulthood um and a lot of people may be going through that and that's the root problem yeah. is because of childhood issues that people have had and a lot with the young men out there who are afraid to step up and as women would say be a man and we, that was another topic we had what does being a man mean right. and when they when they can't meet that independent woman who's been through a, a tragic childhood and that man has been through a, a tragic childhood without doesn't allow him to have confidence in himself that's how it clashes and mm -hmm. that's how she remains super independent and he can't be step the man that step up role. and be the man that she wants him to be yeah so right. that's where we need yeah. to tackle those issues from right. mm -hmm. yeah because i i feel like yeah like you were saying babe like it's on both sides and a lot of times i do i do know a lot of things stem from childhood our behaviors a lot of things that we were taught and we don't a lot of times we don't realize what we bring into adulthood and how that affects us right in relationships and marriages and a lot of times when women even men i'm speaking to, for women i'm not um uh, using women as a reference for the whole podcast because, you know, I, I'm trying to get on women, but I'm just saying from a woman's perspective, because I am a woman, we wonder, why can I get married? Why do I have failed relationships? You know, and it's some of the issues that we have from childhood that have now, you know, stemmed into adulthood that is hindering and blocking us from our destiny and the same thing goes for men. So now you don't have 
some men that's not taking their rightful place. And you have some women that's not taking their rightful place. And now what we have is a generation that's just kind of fallen, if I would use a word. You know, people just not stepping into their roles. They're not getting past those issues, you know. And uh, a lot of times we have to get past those issues. For me, I I had an issue with trust as well. And, you know, I had to let those things go. But, you know, it's only through my relationship with God that taught me a lot, right? It taught me how to trust someone again, but not just anyone. Because a lot of times you'll meet someone or I would meet men that were not trustworthy. And my biggest thing that I tell young women, and if I could give advice to any young woman listening, because finances to people is always the biggest thing is the biggest caveat right not for me but for a lot of people finances money is like always a topic so i use money as a reference i always say if you cannot trust a spouse and i know people if you're gonna write in you can write in write it on write in okay (laughs) but i always say if you cannot trust your spouse, the man that you are going to marry or have married with access to all your money, all your finances, don't marry him. And I still stick by that comment because a lot of times people, you know, there's a red flag or something. That means you can't trust them. You don't either. You can't trust them for you or you can't trust them for them. And it's something that you, that you got to tackle. But I always use that as a reference because like I can, I know without a shadow of a doubt, I trust my husband up and down and around and around. I know that our finances is going to be straight. It's never an issue. We never fight about it. And, and a lot of times, cause that's like the biggest thing for people. And they be like, Oh, I ain't, I ain't got to trust. No, I got to hide this. I got to hide that. Why? If you feel like you got to hide something from somebody that you're interested in marrying, don't even, don't bother. Don't bother. Because you should be able to trust your spouse with everything. With everything. With finances. My husband, we don't have separate bank accounts. We don't have separate anything. We trust each other. If we couldn't trust each other, we wouldn't have got married. And a lot of times people, you know, that's the one thing that hinders relationships, even with being independent. A lot of women, you know, and again, you could talk from the male perspective, babe, and I'm speaking from the women. You know, these men come with all this stuff sometimes, again, from their own baggage. And we just try to clean them up and do all this stuff. And I'm just independent. I don't really need him. Or we lower our standards and say, well, I'm doing all this by myself anyway. So I just need him to be there present no let's hold on to a standard let's hold on to you know what we have let's be prayerful to god about what we desire in a husband and a spouse you know be prayerful and just believe god and know god will you know give you your heart's desire like that nothing will lack when you pray for the man of your desire but stop settling for the okie doke if i would say anything Yeah, and, and don't get comfortable. A lot of times what happens is, and I don't know, Sandra, if you can agree to this, when you do um, 
get that mindset finally when you become an adult you get that mindset wow i've been doing this all my life and now i'm independent and i don't really need a man and you get comfortable in that situation um did you ever get comfortable in that situation and they, like and, and almost settle for it and if you did how did you start to overcome that and, and say you know what let me let me let me not be this way anymore can you just just like explain about how, how, how did you overcome that or if you're still going through that um honestly i can say that i am still um i do i'm working on overcoming it the reason why um you do get comfortable like i said once you condition yourself in that mindset it's a mindset that is like it's like training a child to be a certain way and then now you gotta uncondition them and retrain them you know you gotta deconstruct in order to construct you know what i mean that's how we gotta do with our mind and um as for me um, like today, I, I brought a bunch of waters like um, in the in the case and I left it in the car and I'm like, if I had a man, he'll be the one bringing the case up for me. But I'm like, all right, I'm going to just view it as a workout for me. So let me just bust it out, you know, and I'm like, oh, man, you know, there's nights I want to come home to somebody and not, you know, just come home to just my children, you know, like it's a great comfort, but it's like, it's different when you have the person that you love with you, you know? So it's like, for me, it's just like, like I'll sit back and I say, you know, this sounds, maybe he could be in the kitchen cooking. Not saying that a man would old, he like, he, he knows how to cook, but it's this times that we did have these things together, you know, that we would teach each other. Um, there's times he'll be in the room and I'm making dinner and I'm like excited about it. Like, okay, I'm making something. I'm going to bring him a plate, you know, treat him like a king for once. You know, I miss that. You understand what I'm saying? You come home, you're cooking for the kids and then you're doing it all over again. But it's like, once you start to, to, to miss it and you start seeing that, you know, it is okay to have a man in the home. It is okay to allow the man to take his rightful place, you know, and for you to step back. This times I don't want to do anything. And when he was here, like my room right now, He's the best organizer ever. Like <laughs> when we moved together the first time, it's like I didn't have to decorate the home. Like he was good with decorating with space. You know, guys are good with space, especially when they driving and they getting in between cars. They good with the angles and stuff like that. And I would come home and the room would be spotless. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't know that you could put the dresser here and that. When I got this apartment, I was like, I'm very, I like, I love space and I love like a room. And I'm like, I don't think it's going to work. And he's like, no, it's going to work. And I'm like, I don't think so. And I'm so in love with my apartment and he makes it work. But, um, like things like that, I'll think about it and I'm like, dad, you know, like maybe I do need to change because there's nothing wrong with it. You know, like you said, you could get sit back and kick your legs up and he do it and make him feel good that he's actually doing something for once, you know. And like I said, God's still working on me, you know. Um, so it, it, you do get comfortable, but you have to want to change. You know, you have to be able to say, OK, I'm OK. You know, and then you talked about the trust in the beginning, you know. Like, um, it depends on your spouse too. Like, I know for a fact, like my spouse, I know I can't trust him with the money cause he'll go spend it. <laughs> and it's not a bad thing, but you know, he'll go spend it. So for me, it's like, and I'm a spender too, but if you tell me we're going to put our money away to do whatever it is, like investment or whatever the case may be, we're going to put it away for, for real, for real. But I guess it just depends on the spouse and having access. But I was always taught that 
you have your own separate account for your own thing and then you have a joint account with the person that you know you marry and for me i stand by by it because you never know like you know it could be emergency you know it could be for something because i know for me if i put money away i know down the line if he spent our account i'm gonna have to take that money and give it to him for something you understand saying out of my own personal account so i, I guess it just depends on the person like what it is that they're looking for what they spouse are like like for you guys it worked perfectly where you guys are open like i'm an open book too with mines and i would want it to be that way finances i wouldn't like for me i feel like when you die the money's not going to be around anyway you know you can't take it with you so why not share it um i wouldn't mind it but the mm -hmm. type of spouse that i have he know that i make money he probably wouldn't i don't know it would feed his ego so we would have right. to pay. <laughs> yeah and that and that's what i mean like and i don't i don't i don't knock people that have whatever they have separate accounts or whatever have you um I'm, I'm saying the principle of right. it like right, if you right. feel like you can't yeah in the spiritual part of it like mm -hmm. if you feel like you can't trust somebody because at the end of the day even if you're both spenders, right? For me, I I know, we both know we have bills to pay. So I don't want to feel like I can't trust my spouse to do the right thing and spend money. And now we're in an adverse situation. Or even if you take money from your account, because now that's putting a strain on you, right? Mm -hmm. Now yeah, it's like, yeah, oh, my, my, I'm, I'm tapping into my money because now I got to replace what he spent and now you arguing because you're like you spent money i gotta you know i gotta take from my account and now pay now for this and you know what i mean and it it's just the spiritual part of it and the principle of it like not saying that you don't need to you know yeah i know we do that and it works for us but what i'm saying is when you think about it it's like sometimes if you like i want to know that i could trust my husband not to lose this house not to lose our cars not to you know what i mean like i don't right, want him to right, be so right. irresponsible that i'm like i can't even trust you to do the right thing to pay the bills to make sure that we good i can't even trust you because i was in a situation like that you know i was mm. in a previous marriage like that where i couldn't trust my my ex-husband with nothing you know i he he was just not responsible and now i have all of this weight on me because I can't trust them with nothing. And I'm not saying you have to have the same account, but it's just the thought of like, Dad, I can't even trust you to pay the bills. You're gonna go spend the money, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that. Cause even though money is again, not, is never an issue with me. Like I, if anybody knows me, I'm not wanna be stressing finances or money. I'm, I'm actually a giver. I don't, I don't really do all of that, but that's like the majority thing for the most for most people is 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 like money the one, right the number one right 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 and the number one right, right for relationships right. and that's how i measure trust because money yeah. to people is like the sometimes Dude, people put it over god if you want to be realistic yeah. you know what mm -hmm. saying so that's what i measure like that's how far can said, i trust you that's why christ says the bible says for the love of money, money is the root mm -hmm. of all evil money's not evil is the love of it mm -hmm. and people get so uh, so addicted to it and they, they right. fight for it you know and i like what you said earlier when you was you was mentioning you said maybe i need to change that that was the that was the answer of the night a lot of people they say they need to change 
my my spouse needs to change in order for this to work because they're doing this they're doing that they're pointing all these fingers when you're supposed to examine yourself if you examine mm-hmm. yourself then you can make the change you pray for the other person to examine themselves mm-hmm. and when mm-hmm. i married crystal i remember at, at the altar one of the biggest secrets now it's not even a secret but one of the steps that i that i mentioned to her and i it's a principle that i use um with her and i told her from the beginning that i'm never gonna have an expectation of her so i don't have any expectations mm-hmm. because expectations brings uncondition yes and condition I means agree. not loving her unconditionally so mm-hmm. i never want to live and say oh i'll do this if you do that you know so if i don't have any expectations i don't have any conditions you know and that helps us go a long way when i come home i don't expect my meal to be made i don't expect you know her to be paying the bills and she doesn't expect that of me we just do it you know we 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 mm-hmm. sit down we make an agreement and we just do it um well, and i think that's the um no i believe that's the issue i believe that's the issue expectation because i remember yeah. my spouse when we were when we were dealing he was like I had expectation of, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, why would you have expectation? Because now you're raising a standard that I may not be able to fulfill all the time. And I think when you don't have expectations, you don't put that person on a pedestal and expect them to do something. And it's like, there's nights where if I'm tired coming from work, I may not want to cook. I may just want to just go to sleep or I just may want to order out. You may not want that, but that's just how I may feel. So, yes, when we remove the expectation of our spouse, I believe the relationship mm-hmm. can be better. I do agree with the coming together maybe every week and talk about what can I do better in this week for you that I didn't do last week or, you know, what is it that we can agree on? Because that's called compromise and that's called working together and brainstorming of how you can make the relationship better um mm-hmm. so i agree with that like do not put expectation on somebody because to be honest with you we're human and yeah. <laughs> how many times we our jobs put expectation on us did we meet that status quo no <laughs> you know how many times did i put expectation yeah. on us have we met god expectation no he the only one that can put expectation on himself right. and fulfill it because He's that God. But for us, we cannot put expect we can't even put expectation on our own children. So what makes you think right. as adults that we'll be able to put our own expectation on that? We can't sometimes we don't even we don't even pay our bills, you know, on time at times. Like we robbing Peter to pay Paul sometimes. So why so I agree with that statement. I, I definitely like that. So I can say that was definitely a downfall in our relationship. Yeah. And a lot of times too, we just have to pull back some of the layers. You know, um, just like I said, some of the layers with some of the, even the things that you talked about and that, that really goes for men and women, you know, for women, the layers of, um, just being able to let go, being able to trust in your spouse, to cover you, to, you know, have wisdom to, you know, know your, you know, your needs and your desires and, uh, just, you know, know, just know how to be there for you. Like for me, when I, when I pray, I tell people this all the time when I pray, uh, in my prayer, I say, Lord, you know, help me to be the best wife I could be to my husband and help him be the best husband he could be to me. Like give him the wisdom to know what I need Let and, and give me wisdom to know what he needs so that collectively, you know, we can come together and, you know, just have that oneness. And a lot of times, you know, in relationships, um, we just so 
gung-ho being strong that we're not able to release a lot of things and peel back those layers. So um, that's what I would say for us, like some advice. And I'll let you speak on that too, Cassandra. Like what would be some advice that you would give to independent women? <laughs> Hi, independent women. <laughs> um, hey, like, right? <laughs> Um, it's okay to take off your, to take off your cape. You get what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. we walk around with the S on our chest, you know, and on our backs. <laughs> and it's okay to take it off, to be honest with you. Um, you can, I, I figure when you in your job, like I heard this, um, from Make Time to Pray, gotta shout them out. That's how I was able to be fed. Um, they always talk about, it's okay and not even just on on there, but even if you listen to like other men that talks about it, it's okay to wear that hat when you're at work. It's expected, you know, to be the boss, to, you know, when you're out. But when you come in at home, that's the time for you to relax. Like my spouse used to always say, my home is my temple. You know, this is my mm -hmm. sacred place. Yeah. This is a place where you should be able to take it off, undress yourself and just, you know, walk around how you want to walk around and be you, not having to worry about nothing. When, once you come through that door, Everything else shouldn't even matter, but what goes on in that house. So it's like being able to take off that cape and, you know, and being able to just be free. You understand what I'm saying? And it makes me think about like the Superman, him and like when he's Ken, Ken, and then he's Superman and then he's, and then he's dealing with the kryptonite. Like, but when he yeah. comes home, you know, and he's around his woman, he's Ken, you know, even though he's dealing with his kryptonite, but he's Ken, he's not Superman. He's not everything else. He's Ken. Right. You know? And mm -hmm. that's 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 what how we should look at ourselves as women. Like you know, like yeah, when you outside, yeah. you could be the independent woman. You could be all of that. But when you come home and you come home to your man, you should be able to like, you know, be able to just undress yourself. That's why you have a man. That's why you have your spouse. Like you know, for you to be able to kick back and be able to have conversations, for you to be able to mm -hmm. peel off those layers and be able to grow together. And I can say I missed out on that because. I had so much baggage, you know, I was misindependent. Like, I'm not going to let you get inside my heart because then why, like, it goes back to the trust. Then why do I have you here? What's your purpose of being right. here? If I cannot mm -hmm. listen to you and have a conversation about how I feel and what I go through and you won't listen to it. Yeah, we yap up at the mouth all the time and we don't know how to be quiet, but the point of coming home and you being my spouse is for me to be able to undress myself because I'm fully, because I'm dressed when I'm outside. You know what I mean? Because of the right. things that we're facing as women and the same thing go for the men too right. so that's my yeah, advice like, like being able to take off your cape right and even when that means like for me right like i said i was single for a long time <laughs> and so <laughs> i had to i i know how to do a lot like a lot of things like a lot like a lot of manly things right because i had to be the man and the woman when i was by myself so even though I know how to do those things, I, I, you know, I, I, girl, I act like I don't even know how to change a light bulb. I'm like, babe, you know, because they need to feel like they need it too. You know, they need to feel needed, wanted. Men need to feel like that too. And we need to help our men and, and help lift them back up and help them. I'm not saying, I don't know if, 
this is a good way to say it, like help them get in their rightful place, but pray for them and lift them up and make like, like my husband said, stroke his ego. Yeah. yeah. I know how to change a light bulb. I, I know how to do, I could do, I could change my own oil in my car, but I'm like, babe, I, how you put up the hood? You know, if you gotta, if you want to bow down, it's, it's nothing wrong with that. Like I know how to do it, but at the end of the day, you know, I have a husband. I know how to, you know, let him take the lead. I know how to step back. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to change my oil. I got a husband now. I ain't going to act like I'm going to get under the hood and all that. So sometimes we, like you said, we need to just take off our cape, you know, and let our man take that lead and roll. Yeah. And I know some people might, might be out there saying, you know what? Y'all just don't understand. I tried that. It didn't work. I know you guys out there are afraid to get hurt, but you know, put down your guard, you know, help him help you. You know, um, not every situation is going to work. God didn't say the rule was going to be easy. You know, if that person doesn't work, if you're dating that person and you're, you know, you let, you're doing everything that we're suggesting that, that you do and it's not working, it's time to move on. You know, you can't mm-hmm. just keep pulling up, you know, pulling the log. It's not going anywhere. You know, let that person right. go, you know, and then you move on. If you're in a, if you're married and that's happening and you need to, you know, let, let your guard down, examine yourself, you know, um, don't tell your man, this is one important thing for women and men, never tell that person what they're doing wrong all the time. Like, you're not doing it. They aren't doing this right. Tell them what they're doing right, yeah. you know, and then, you uh-huh. know, give them that little pointer. You know, you could do this a little better. It's not what you say is how you say it. Right. To the person. I agree. Yeah. And that, that's, that's, that's really, really key, especially if you're a strong, independent woman. Right. You may come across you know, rough and tough. And he's going to be like, you know what? I don't, I don't need a homeboy. I need, I need, I need a, I need a wife, mm-hmm. you know? So just watch how you say it and practice it. Practice make perfect. You practice everything else, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, it becomes a habit, you know, and, you know, learn from, learn yeah. from him and guys, same thing. Watch how you watch your reactions, watch mm-hmm. your reactions to her. If you know, she's a strong, independent woman. Stop telling her you're too strong for me, or I can't deal with you because you know what? All you're going to do is make her Put that wall back up. She's going to close in, and she's going to become even stronger. Yeah, because she's going to feel so, attacked. Right. What you think you're right. doing to help the situation? You're actually making it actually making it worse. Right. Yeah. And if I could say something too, like sometimes I'm laughing as he's saying that because I had to learn something because we don't always have it all together, right? Like when I think about my husband and myself, I like to think that you know we're really like together like we're really on one accord mm-hmm. and sometimes i feel like i have it all figured out but i don't no, and there's it right and there's things that you learn along the way even though like you know that person you kind of like will st- almost like stump your toe with doing something until you realize that's not mm-hmm. the way that you should be doing something. I don't want to give my secret away because my husband got <laughs> no my secret. <laughs> I'm like, well, let me say. So if I if I had to get it, because now that you gotta know my secret. No, no, you don't gotta tell. You can tell. Don't say it. Don't here. say the secret. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm like, I have a secret. Um, but it's it was a. It, I'll say this in a synopsis. I noticed how I was reacting to my husband with something all the time. And every time I react the same the same way, I notice his reaction. Oh, yeah, the reaction from it. Right. From a reaction. And then I'm like, okay, well, how can I almost get my way? Not get my way, but you know how you can see something happening, 
But like for him, like you can't tell him that you see it. So you just got to let him kind of go through it. (laughs) It was kind of like that. I was like, all right. So I I had to learn how to just, even though I see it happening, I got to learn how to hold it in and just let him do it and be like, okay, I'm just going to let him rock. And, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, so it was like certain things like that too, that I had to learn, but it's even with wisdom, because you know, I always like, babe, don't. Why are you doing it? Don't do. You know, if you do it that way, and his reaction would never be what I expected. But it was always like, okay, I'm saying it because I see how it's gonna go, and it would really be from a loving place. But sometimes how we're projecting it, it doesn't sound like that to them. It doesn't sound helpful. It it made me realize, Crystal, you may be sounding like you're making him feel like he can't ac- do something or accomplish mm-hmm. something, right? right? So that was the right. prayer. You know, when you pray for God, give me wisdom. God gave me wisdom. A light bulb came off and God was like, okay, you're making him probably feel like he can't do it or, you know, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, so the light bulb came on for me and I stopped doing it. And, and as much as I've been like, dang, I see how it's going to go. I just was like, I'm just going to back down. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to chill out. I'm going to let him do what he got to do and take it from there. But right. you know, that's only through wisdom of growth and learning things. And even how, like, sometimes you have to learn yourself because you don't know how you're projecting yourself. And I, I know that I, I know, cause I, felt it I knew I was projecting like he couldn't do it or you know and I know my husband I know he don't like to feel like he can't do something and he's the he'll tell you if you tell him he can't do something he's going to prove you wrong I've been like that all my life he's going like, to prove you wrong my worst mistakes my parents brothers their worst mistake was ever what well, was when they told me that I, I couldn't do something and then I'm in my mm-hmm. mind, the way I'm built, my program is I'm going to do it. And I'm going to show you I can do it even better than what you thought I could do it. And then exactly. I will go ahead and do it. But that can get you in right. trouble, too, because you're not doing anything to satisfy mm-hmm. yourself. You're not doing it for you. You're doing it to prove somebody wrong. Right. You know, and right. that's one thing that, you know, in relationships, we have to overcome that, too. You know, um, and allow, the, right. allow, allow right. your the other person to make mistakes. And the dependent women, mm-hmm. allow them to make mistakes men allow them to make mistakes because it goes both ways yeah a man can make a woman feel that she doesn't know anything when you know just as much as we do and your reaction could be toward him oh you know what i'm gonna show him and then it makes you be even more independent or have that fem- right. what, what do you guys call it feminism yeah where that feminine those feminism mm-hmm. traits you know so just allow each other to make mistakes and then help them help the person instead of ridiculing them yeah you know because we can right. go i told you that's one of the worst thing you could say. I told you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody wants to hear that. And I think yeah. I think right. culture too culture has a lot too, yeah. to play with it. Culture, because like when mm-hmm. you said earlier, Cassandra, like the the role models are far and few between. Like we have is so much publicized about like you said, and I listen, I have nothing against Cardi B. Actually, I like her. You know, she's whatever. I do. But, too. Um, <laughs> like, I'm not, I like, I don't, Cardi B, hey girl, look, I have nothing against you. Cardi B, I'm praying for you. Right. I'm, I'm praying for her too, but I have nothing against her, is what I'm saying. But if I would say something, it's like, you know, we need to get back to having some kind of self worth too. 
that, you mm. know, and a lot of times we feel like we can grab a man by our behind and half dressing and our wop and all this other stuff. And listen, if you want to have a fulfilled relationship, that cannot be at the forefront. Like, what else do you got? Because at some point that all dies down. You know what I mean? Like at some point it all dies down. So, you know, we have to start setting a standard for ourselves of, you know, um, self-respect and um, confidence and knowing that being smart, being educated, even like, like you said, having our own, because again, there's nothing wrong with having your own, but Mm -hmm. just still allowing the man because you know it is attractive like i'm sure my husband didn't want to bum i had my own stuff you know but you know i still know how to be a wife i still know how to submit to him even though i had all those things you know so we need to get back to being good role models even for our future generation it's so much as i feel like it's being lost you know, yes. we don't have yeah, women to look up to. Mm. We, you know, it's right. it's more of what, you know, shaking and twerking and all that other stuff instead of like knowing how to do anything else. And I'm like, when right. has that superseded like get your education or, you know what I'm saying? Or, or anything like that. Yeah. And I don't know. I just feel like that we're kind of getting lost with that. And I pray that we can get back to a place where we kind of respect ourselves and um, you know we get back to some sort of modesty and because you know you could grasp you know you can find a man and you don't have to be half dressed you know and honestly I kind of feel like it's like almost like um oh the word I want to use I kind of losing the word I want to use but it's like um downgrading you know like i don't want to mm. like i would i wouldn't want to have to have dress just for a man to be with me you know i kind of feel like that's right. degrading and right almost like if i will put a word to it i would feel almost like for me prostitution ish you know if i would mm. if i would use a word like i just would not feel Right. Mm-hmm. Like, and go. it's nothing wrong with feeling doing, you know, dressing sexy, but yeah. you could be sexy and be right. modest at the same time. Yeah. So, you yes, know, we yes, need to yes. start, you know, getting back to some self-respect. And I would say too, for women that's looking to get married, um, especially Christian women, um, because this is a Christian podcast, but although we know we just don't have Christian listeners, but I would say, if you are looking to get married, especially if you're a Christian and you're a woman, even if you're independent, you're going to have to continuously read, you know, Proverbs, the Proverbs 31 women. We got to get back to some stuff. We have to lay some things at the altar. You know, we have to pray over ourselves. We have to heal from a lot of things that transpired in our childhood and um, to be able to produce fruitful, fruitful relationships for our children as well, because what are they going to grow up and see? So, you know, a lot of stuff we're going to have to lay at the altar and pray to God about and just, you know, have a a place where we can have produced a a nice childhood and for our future generations and generations to come. So, yeah. 
Right. You guys said a lot, you know, like I want to stand, I want to touch on two things. Um, The first thing is being a single mother plays a role. Like, you know, earlier on you were saying that, you know, single mom has to play the role of a mommy and a dad. You know, imagine having a child and then having nine years, not saying that I didn't have a support system, but in my home, I was the mother and the father, you know? So when you allow someone else coming into your home, that's hard to kind of like, you know, kind of like let go of. So that's one, that's just that one point. I didn't want to let my single mothers feel like, you know, I didn't understand because I'm a single mother at that as well. But, and you just said something as well, like, you know, practicing, um, being modest, like like then Proverbs thirty one, or even if you was to Google it, you know what's the doubt? Like how do other women define being a virtuous woman? Being modest is the number one thing, you know, like the way you speak, speaking with grace, having that soft tone. Like one day I was in Clubhouse and I was just listening to random conversations, like they have like relationships and things of that nature, and you would hear the men and like the men and the women talk about like relationship what they what they would like from their woman and the number one thing is for us women to speak in a soft tone you know like everything don't have to be rah 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 all the time do you understand what i'm saying and then i also was reading a book called men don't like women like you when i saw that book i said actually i was introduced to that book because i was in a club i was um in a club (laughs) in a club a reading club and i'm like what you mean you don't like women like me and when he was breaking it down i forgot the name of the author but when he was breaking it down, he was like, men come to the table to see what makes you different from the next woman that he dated, like maybe 10, 15 minutes ago before he met with you. You know, yes, we got a job. Yes, we got our own houses, our own cars. What women don't have that? But what else do you bring to the table? What's your credit looking like? When he started breaking that down, I was like, whoa, next time if I go on a date, I'm going to just talk about my credit. But then I'm like, wait, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> but honestly, like men are looking to they're like they're testing us. That's the number one thing. When a man come out, they're going to test to make you see how you're different from the other 50 women that he's dealing with, to be honest with you. And you can ask any mm-hmm. guy. And if I'm wrong, yep. you could say that I'm wrong. Right? No, nope, you're not. <laughs> no, you're My husband not did the same all. thing. Not wrong at all. Yes, like they here to see what difference. So when they sit in here, they pushing up, they put in game. They want to see where your mindset is at. You know, they want to see what makes you different. So if you are just like the other lady in his mind, he's like, yeah, this gonna be an easy, smooth. I'm gonna I'm be able to get her tonight and then I'm gonna go about my day. You know, and then you're gonna have some man who's really gonna lay it out on the floor table and he's gonna say, look, this is what I'm looking for. Can you dig with it? And some men are really not looking for that, you know? So that's the number one thing is they putting you on a test to see what type of woman you are. And even if they do bring you home to the mama, that, that doesn't mean anything nowadays, you know, to certain well, men. But the Christian men, you know, they want to make sure that if I'm going to present you to my family, you got to be a representation of me. But I also mm-hmm. realize that you also got to be the representation of their mom. If you don't rep- be a reflection of their mother, don't think you're going to ever slide yourself in. And I realized that from my spouse. And I realized that I have a lot of trait of his mom, which is a good and a bad thing. Because the bad thing is when he grew up, you know, him and his mom, he loved his mother. But their relationship, you know, was a big, you know, you know. But he loved his mother. So, and I realized that I see a lot of myself in his mom because she's sophisticated, classy. She can be in any environment she can adjust to. She's about her business. Like she has a business. She's about her business. And 
I just love who she is as a woman because it represents me. And I realized, mm. wow, you know, like men go after their moms, you know, like someone who represent their mother. And if you're not that, don't think you're going to get that ring, sis, because it's not going to work. <laughs> but he, they do put you on that test. Guys, they really do yeah. test you. And just because they, they come out acting like, you know, they want to take you home. They just want to see what type of woman you are. And if you're different from the others that they're dating, that's mm -hmm. all. But yeah, you said a lot. And resting, you, yeah. Did you, I want, did you want to say what made me different, babe? <laughs> and no, what you was no. looking, because like she's, like you said, Cassandra, the test part. So you want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I told you from the beginning, um, your, your walls were down. Um, you, you let your walls down. You didn't, you didn't put up a front. And, you know, like she said, um, most guys, most guys who are looking for a real relationship, the last thing we're thinking about is having sex with that woman. We want to, we want to, you know, I want to dive into your heart. I want to see what your heart is. I want to see, you know, um, if you're intelligent, I want to see if you could, you know, if you're holding yourself right. I want to see if you're clean. I want to show, you know, for me, I don't know what guy would like, a, that's the guy's dirty, like a dirty woman. You know what <laughs> but I'm saying? But what about the church part? Cause you look, <laughs> right. that was the well, biggest that, thing. The biggest thing I wanted someone who, who believed in love Christ just as much as I did, uh, just as much as I do. Right. Um, so that was my main thing that I didn't want a church going girl. I wanted a woman who actually loved God, who actually had a relationship with Christ. That's what I was looking for. So when I talked to, he was, <laughs> yeah. I want like when Crystal was talking about Christ, she was more excited excited about him than I was, and that kind of like bam, I I think I found exactly what God was leading me to, what I was searching for. So yeah, because yeah. I know you said the other women like he would bring them to church. Yeah, and... <laughs> so that, yeah, that was my, one of the things. Like like I dated a few women, and they they all said the same thing. Oh yeah, I go to church. I believe in God. I'm like okay, you know, and I, I never did not believe them, but one of my things I was like, all right, let's let's go to church then. So I bring them to church, and then I would afterwards and guys this is just what i would do after the service on a, on a, you know on our ride back home i would i would like check out the conversation is the conversation going to be about what just happened in the word in church or did she speak about something completely different and nine times out of ten it had the conversation would not go into what was just spoken in, in, in church it wouldn't go there and then it kind of like you know, and some of the women I like too, and I'm like, man, this is gonna be this is not this is not gonna go good because she didn't get anything out of that message, and it wasn't that the message wasn't good. Every time I, I brought someone to church, the message was outstanding, and that's not what the conversation carried over to. Right. But with Crystal, it was completely different. Like the first place, I didn't even get to invite her to church. She invited me to her church <laughs> in New York. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Oh yeah, she might be doing this to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it actually was. Yeah. I was. I was like, okay, I need to see if we all want to call. So I had to bring them to church to see, you know, and um, you know, instantly, you know, but that was one of the things that was important to me and what I was looking for. So, you know, I guess you can, well, that yeah, definitely that, was a standard. Yeah. One more thing to it. Like, like someone who was easy was a turnoff for me. You know, if I know I can get you in bed the first night, that's not somebody who like I'm thinking what other guy got you in bed the first night and, and I don't want to you know that's not some person I want to be with if you're that easy right. so you know if, if you if I had to wait five or six months you know or my thing was we we didn't want to do anything at all before we got married you know we failed at that <laughs> you know and we repented Tried. for it too we repented for it too and and before we got married we actually went celibate for months before um you know we, we repented went celibate and then we got married and then we uh 
Um, what do you, what did they say? What's that? What's that word? After <laughs> I know you get married? what it is. Uh-huh. Uh, why can't you know the word, Cassandra? What's that word <laughs> after you get married? Um, and then you, um, oh man, oh going honeymoon. No, yeah, but no, it's, it's another it's a, it's word, a that, word you use, that you use. Oh my god, I lost it, babe. Well, you, you, you guys write us there. Yeah, you guys know the word that we're talking about. Yeah, I, I forgot it. And if anybody wants to write in um, for advice or have any questions for Cassandra, myself, or Demetrius, please send in those emails. Our email is, address is our last name. It's daily, D-A-I-L-E-Y, conversations at gmail.com. Write us in those letter guys, and we will give you advice on how to move forward from your situation. So yes, Cassandra, so did you have... Um, anything else you wanted to add? We enjoyed you on today. I just want to keep going and going because this is a great topic and I'm learning. I know, right? <laughs> but listen, if you got anything to add, there's no time limit for us. I'm like, if you got anything else you want to talk about, yeah. you here, let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, People need to know. Just one thing I do wanted to say was um, like the dressing part. Um, I know that my spouse, he would like, of course, they sometimes, you know, the, our spouse attract the things that they don't want us to be. That's the big thing. That's why a lot of we women run towards that, you know, and at times that's right. just for their eyes. It's not, you know, because guys, they're men, they're, they lust, you know, that's their kryptonite. And sometimes we got to just deal with those, <laughs> deal with it, but pray about it in secret. You understand what I'm saying as a woman, but a lot of the times that you know we have to be able to play that role for them and i know i felt in that area as well i didn't play that role you know so um and then the dressing part being modest when people think of modest they thinking long dress long skirt no it's just you can you gotta be cute you know don't be too much of giving yourself away like you know my significant other don't want my breast to be showing and it's it's nothing wrong with it you know it's just stay covered but be make it in a cute way yeah, not in a you know, mm-hmm. right not being too revealing and stuff like that men don't like that that's just for they lust they flesh but when they out of mm-hmm. their flesh they don't want that because they don't want another man looking at what my woman got you know my man used to be like i want you to be muslim and just cover up from head to toe and i'm like what no, <laughs> i'm not doing that uh-uh so mm. but the thing is i'm very conservative anyway you know i could i still could be cute and classy like you know um, but I don't have to be too revealing, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to take away from people who still there, you know, that still have to work. But once right. you start getting into God, like I changed that. I used to be a woman like people who know me. I used to love the short, short skirts. It didn't have to do with um, it had to do with low self-esteem and feeling good for myself, not to attract men because of what I've been right. through for yeah. myself. You understand what I'm saying? To feel good, you know, because when you don't feel good, you're going to do things to make yourself feel good. But as I Come got filled with God's word and I would go into the church, I knew it was wrong. I didn't want nobody to tell me it was wrong. I want God to convict me to tell me that it was wrong. Because you would start to feel uncomfortable. You're going in the church mm-hmm. and you have on skirt. You want to cover up now. And then now your whole style of dressing starts to change. Now, like, yeah. I can't myself anymore wearing the short 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 dresses it's like ugh you know like i'll wear it past yeah. the knee that's the shortest to go 
you know but other than that it's cute wearing long dresses there's nothing wrong with that it's like you know the body con dress but it also even then when you go to church you have to be able to cover up because at first i didn't understand it you know i'm a, i love fashion so it's like why not it's just fashion you're just dressing but then it's like you know it's also you gotta also think cassandra is men you know they still lust even though they're married they still their eyes you know cause them to it's not that they want to pay attention but if it's in front of them they're gonna look and i never understood that you know so it's like all right now i gotta be mindful with how i come to church versus then if i'm outside or if i'm doing other things you understand what i'm saying so it's like a lot of things it gets deep because people don't mm -hmm. understand it but it's like the more you personally do some soul searching within yourself and you let God work within you and you get to a great church with great teaching, not those that, yeah. you know, that has hypocrisy, um, hip, hypocrisy yeah. behind it, you know, and that's leading you to elsewhere because it's hard to differentiate because if you don't really pay attention, you don't got God discernment, you're not going to know, you know? You're right. So, but with that, you know, you learn so much in, you change for yourself, not because of someone else. Like I couldn't stand somebody right. like my mom or my dad telling me what to do and how to do it. That's another reason why Miss Independent came about too. Like I wanted to be my own <laughs> boss. I wanted to rule my own stuff and make my own decisions, but I kept failing. You know, it's just like when God is trying to do something and you put your hands in the pot and God, like I didn't ask you for your help. Now look, look what you did. <laughs> right, so it's like, right. you need to stop putting your hands in the pot, you know? And that's what I was doing. So a lot of times we got to be able to take our hands out of the pot and just let it take its course but as a woman you want to feel good you want to feel sexy but there's different ways to know how to mm -hmm. do it you don't have to follow what's trending to be the trend be your own trend be yeah. your own boss be your own beauty you know find what right. fits your own body type you know and that's just it I'm done. And that's like to it with having the Holy Ghost, you know, like when you have the Holy Spirit, you know, the Holy Spirit yeah. will convict yeah. you of what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You it's not, you know, a lot of people be like, well, you know, they they judging and this and this and that. No. The, you know, people don't know. Those those are people that really don't go to church, I feel like, because when you have the Holy Ghost, the I mean mm -hmm. the Holy Ghost, like cuz some people don't have mm -hmm. it, you know, you right. will be convicted, right? Because a lot of times I don't even relate a lot of uh, uh, dresses sometimes. A lot of times I know, you know, with the men aspect, but I even relate it to God. You know, God wants us to, uh, um, you know, like almost like put on the best for him. And, you know, you're a representation of God, God himself. Forget right. about everybody else. I don't care about the mm -hmm. men. I don't care about the women. But God, you know, being a representation, yes. re representation of God and also like, you know, when you do have the Holy Spirit, like you said, like you don't even have the desire because now you're a new creature. Right. Yeah. So everything old, it says the Bible says the old has passed away. Old no, things old. Know. And now, you know, now um, no things are new. So, you know, we are new. You know, we are new in God. So those things, we, those desires, we should die to flesh. You know, we shouldn't have the same desires. I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that everything is going to die today. It's a process. But when you have the Holy Spirit, those things will convict you. And you'll start making those changes. And, you know, just wanting to be the best representation for God. And, you know, and, and like I say, you don't have to be, especially when you marry, right? Because when you married 
you know, is sacred before God. And, you know, I don't want, I'm sure Mazda don't want to see me with a whole bunch of wool dresses dragging to the ground and nothing like that. But <laughs> that's the only thing I could think of that was undesirable. <laughs> but, you right. know, you keep that in the bedroom, you spice it up in the bedroom, you know? <laughs> right. But, you know, even when I met him, like, I, you know, I put on something that was, that was covered. My booty might have been showing a little something. something. Yeah, she had to, she had to he was looking at that booty. But I was covered. I was still sexy with it. But he was looking. He, he saw that booty, though. He was like. <laughs> but, but it wasn't raunchy. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah, like, it, wasn't it, was, it, was, it was classy. It was respectful. And I'm like, okay, she she got what I was looking for, and, you know, physically. Right. Because you know, so. I knew he was looking when I was walking up some stairs with some heels on them stilettos. I was like, yeah, I know you're looking, boy. I know you're looking. They don't know about the stilettos, girl. Uh-huh. So I knew he was looking. And like, when we go out on dates, you know, I know he liked to see me dressed up. And, look. and even when I'm in the house, like, I always say this a lot of times, I'm not going nowhere. But my grandmother always said, get yourself together, put on this. Now, this is what my grandmother said, what she did. I'm not mm-hmm. advising people be like, oh, she tripping. <laughs> Listen, my girl was I'll like, able Listen, to back I, you up little... I know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. My grandmother was like, girl, I put me on a little lipstick for your grandfather. And you see, I get myself together in the morning. And, you know, when my husband's coming home from work, even though I work from home, I'll put some makeup on. You know, I get myself together. So, cause I'm like, I want him to come home and be like, hey, you know, yeah. so I'm not looking like some days I'll be looking like, oh Lord, you know, <laughs> but so, you know, a lot of times I, he always like, baby, you're so beautiful. But I'm like, no. But you know, they, yeah. they, but I understand. they I understand. it makes me feel good too. And I want to, I want to make my husband look forward to, you know, seeing something different. Like, you know, I put on my little makeup put on my little out my little dress or something or some little shorts you know, or... that's that's wisdom because if you don't catch my mind the enemy will yeah no you're right the enemy attacks is the mind yeah and yes. our flesh yes. wars against our yes. spirit especially us guys and the enemy knows that our flesh wars against our spirit daily and we have to learn how to overcome yes. our flesh and yield to our yield to yes. our spirit but you also and, said a good thing you that. which was very profound for me babe um, because I'm, I'm going to big up my husband real quick. Let me big him up. My husband Woo-hoo. is the most, <laughs> he's the most loyal, honorable, respectful man that I know. Like he is so honorable, like with the capital H and, um, we had discussions because a lot of times, like I, I even want to know about like the male perspective, even as it relates to ministry. I know, I know men be like hating me for it. I know, and my husband's like, no, because I'm like, well, babe, how? Like, because people be thinking all men cheat and all men do this, and you have such a profound um, outlook on it. And I know you don't like to be put in the box of all men do this because I know you know it's not true. So. Right what what was i can't remember what you said but you said something about when like with loyalty and you, you was just like um i forget what it is you remember like um uh, what keeps like your mind like you never think about like deviating to like you know like oh, no, wanting no. other women for me personally like you know when god said you know that he gave me you know a, a wife i'm supposed to you know cherish her love her be with her only her you know the same way you know 
Christ doesn't cheat on us. We're what we're his. And I know for me, if I go outside of my marriage, not only would it, it, it take, first of all, it takes so much energy to do that. And second of all, mm-hmm. I know I have to stand before Christ and give an account of everything I did on this earth. Now I don't want to stand before him and him say to me, I'm disappointed in you for not keeping your oath to your wife, you know, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm, the, the, the beginning of wisdom is, is fear, 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 fear of the Lord. But do you, you know, think it's, it's hard for men to? It is. If, if if they're not if they're not in their word and they're not really have if they don't have a relationship with Christ, it's super duper hard for men. And I was just having this conversation with a guy at my church last night. He has a relative who, um, you know, he's trying to get to come to come to church. And I said it's not even about him coming to church, but it, it's, it, it'll be helpful. That person has a, a lust problem, and you know he's mm-hmm. in his thirties. And I said I seen him in church he goes yeah i said but when i did see him in church he's got the unbuttoned shirt trying to show his chest i said let me talk to him he's not listening to you because you're his cousin i said let me talk to him and explain to him what awaits him if he continues to go down this path i said a lot of times the people are too afraid to preach hell because they're afraid of revelations because they don't understand Mm -hmm. it i said but if you and the devil his main trick is to get people to believe that he doesn't exist and that there's no hell and i said let me explain to him what awaits him if he continues to go down this road especially him knowing christ and then keep practicing lust and sin and sexual immorality hell awaits him and, and it awaits him you know and the devil is looking to take him out so he needs to know this you know and that keeps me grounded you know is that the discipline part of it though that keeps you like what did, is that the discipline part that really keeps you this if you part, fought, if you think about discipline this is part of it and it's part of it is just me being faithful to you mm-hmm. you know if i'm faithful to god i have to be faithful to you and and most men you know i i, I gotta i gotta bind the thoughts in my mind all the time mm-hmm. you know i gotta you know i gotta cast those my cares upon god because he cares for me and i gotta do that constantly every single day because everything and then when you keep resisting the devil he won't bother you no more he, he'll leave you for a while. He'll try to come back. You just you so built up already. Mm-hmm. And if you let yourself slide, you don't stay in your word. You're easily tempted. You be doing things that you regret and that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. So you got to constantly right. keep yourself in the word. Complicate keep, keep your relationship with Christ, and then you can love your wife the way God expects you and wants you to love the way same way Christ loves me. I'm supposed to love you, and I love you that way. Yeah, and that's what that's my discipline. And that's why I said that's why I gotta I gotta big him up because he. You know, I, I I don't I know you probably don't know our testimony, but he erased a lot of insecurities that I had. You know, he was everything that God promised for me, every single thing and more. Because God said, when I bless you with a husband, he's going to supersede what you pray for. And God did just that. And, um, you know, I always dealt with men that was like the infidelity and this and this and that. And just to have someone so honorable and loyal and faithful, you know, I literally big him up, you know, not, not anything for him, just even what God is doing through him. And just a man, I mean, I know he's always, he's always been that way. You know, he has never, you know, so so I think sometimes it's your, your DNA. And I know he doesn't like that, that, um, saying sometimes or being in a little box with everybody else but <laughs> but i would like to you know i just wanted to big him up but you know and that you know and that i just wanted men to hear that struggling 
that they could take their rightful place too because we're talking about feminism but we didn't really we i know we touched a lot on the women but yeah, on the, on the men the holy spirit leads us to talk about that's what we're going to talk about yeah you know yeah but the men the men the men need to take their rightful place and know that they don't have to always be this you don't you it's just like a women is saying you know all women are this or all you know you can you you are what god says you are you are mm-hmm. what God says you are, and you can be that God-fearing man. You don't have to be, mm-hmm. you know, in society chasing women and doing all of this and not being faithful and, you know, sex is everything. Because a lot of times, like, we, what, what people don't realize is that you idolizing something that is not God. You're idolizing sex. Right. You're idolizing right. money. You idolizing, mm-hmm. you know, trying to uh, be like everybody else, flaunting this and flaunting that. That's now your idol. If you can't control yourself, it was your insecurities too. Now your idol. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that that is mm-hmm. something to think about with men. You know, being able to take their rightful places and women just turn it in, around to let women let down their guard because I wouldn't have let down my guard had he been something different. Right. I, I could see initially how he was, and I instantly mm-hmm. dropped down the wall because I was like, "Ooh, this right. is this is different." And that goes <laughs> to my point where Cassandra was saying, if more men step up, it'll mm-hmm. allow that independent woman to step down a little bit yeah. and let her rely on him. She she can't rely on him because he's not stepping up because he has no relationship right. with Christ. He doesn't know how right. to be a man because he's been following. Uh, it's almost like a generational curse. He's been following what his father did. Oh, my father didn't show me love. My father didn't do this. My father didn't do that. Mm-hmm. That's why I am today. That's no excuse. My father wasn't there for me. Right. My stepfather right. was in the streets and sold drugs. He's a Christ, he's a God-fearing man today. But I my my job was to be everything opposite of what they were. Mm-hmm. Not exactly. to be just like them. You know what I'm saying? So we got to right, do a better right. job as men loving our women and you know, and being that leader of the household, which will help them be less independent. Although you want her to be independent, like you said, you want her to know how to change a tire, how to, you know, pay the bills, how to do that in case something was to happen to you, you know, or when you're not around, you you know, even like right. and men, the same thing, men learn how to cook, learn how to do so, some of the things like Crystal's situation was like, a lot like mine. I grew up with being the mother and the father of my children at custody of my two boys. They were seven and uh 12 11 years old now full custody of, of my, my two boys i was a single dad for 10 years you know and i had to do both both jobs and it was you know it was difficult you know they didn't have a woman's perspective until they got a little older and still until crystal really came into the picture you know and i'm not trying to mm-hmm. you know beat up on my ex-wife or anything like that you know she's a great lady today but you know it, it was it was tough growing you know raising them and when she came into the picture you know, she kind of like was that motherly figure to them, what they needed to see. Um, and, right. you know, her independence, they were also able to see her independence, but not overly independent. You know, she allowed them to see, okay, if daddy ain't here, I'm going to hold it down, you know, but at the same time, respectfully, mm-hmm. you know, so it was a little bit easier. Right. Right. At the same time, I could show them some the softer side of men we ain't got to be hard that that saying men don't mm-hmm. cry that's a lie from the pit of hell men say, you better cry sure let her see your softer side yeah. let her see your humanity you know mm-hmm. so yeah 
I'm talking yeah. too much. I agree. <laughs> That's awesome. No, no, you guys are on the money. Yeah, you guys are on the money. Like, and then when even talking about the independent piece, real quick. Um, sometimes when women do get a man, like I just love how you just honored your husband. You know, that's in the book in the Bible, you're supposed to honor your husband. You just just like your husband honor his wife. You understand? But a lot of times when you have the mentality of Miss Independent Woman, you wouldn't know how to honor a great man because you so much into your mindset, you wouldn't even know how to handle him. So it'll take for something to happen and strip away from you. And some women still don't realize it till today. Like you said, they will continue to blame, 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 blame. But have you ever sat down and did some self-reflection and realized why, why is it that it's a continuous pattern? So if you have a continuous pattern of issues with you, not them, you understand what I'm saying? Like just sit back for a moment and really think about what it is. Like some of them going to be stubborn and going to be like, ain't nothing wrong with me. I don't know what y'all talking about but in reality is like then you're gonna be that single woman with cats or you know the cliche the mm-hmm. word you know that they say or you just gonna marry a guy that you're not gonna ever be happy with you understand what i'm saying but when you get that good guy you should be able to know to handle him because i didn't know how to handle mine either as an independent woman because of that mindset that i had and now i'm back here looking like i still be putting playing the blaming game but the reality is you i'm praying for him to change but if I don't see a change, then that's me. I need to change. Just like my pastor would say, you know, if you're praying for someone to change and they're not changing, then you need to start changing. You're the problem okay, and not really right. them. And worry about you yeah. and elevate yourself. So mm, right. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's that's what he says a lot too. Yeah. He always say, Miles always say, examine yourself. <laughs> Wait, what, what do I need to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's crazy. I'm like, Laura, how do I deal with the, do I that act crazy with her? Like, I mean, show me what to do. Because a lot of times, like you said, we could easily say, you know what, Lord, change them, please. When God said, no, you change. And we're like, well, I ain't doing nothing wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And God's like, yeah, look look at what you're doing. If you change the way I want you to change, then they can look at you and you'll be reflecting on them. They'll mm-hmm. say, you know what, I need to change. Mm-hmm. You know, but as long as you're right. pointing the finger and go, no, no, you got to do this, do that. They're not, they're not going to change. Mm-hmm. They're going to rebuttal every single time. Yeah, because I think the best the best thing too is when relationships is that sometimes when you do do self reflections, that's that's a lot what the spouse need. Like if I see my mm-hmm. like if my husband was doing something, I'd be like, Ugh. but I'm like, you know what? Let me let me look at myself and see what I can do. Because usually, like he said, is uh, action is is a, is a result of what is a reaction. What a, a reaction. So like if if I'm doing something, I can examine myself and I'm like, you know what? He's probably reacting this way because I'm doing this. Let me shift. And when you start to shift, you'll see the change in them as well. So a lot of times we got to have that wisdom and just um, be able to let go. Cause a lot of times we have a lot of uh, selfish. I don't know if selfish is the word I want to use. It, it, um, it's true. Selfish tendencies we don't, we don't, where we think we about right we don't want to be wrong mm-hmm. we don't want to be no that's them that's them no right stubbornness and that way when you start to reflect on how i can change watch how that person will change watch how that person will be like oh let me i'm gonna react to her differently now and that's a lot of times where people they don't never get it and they constantly bump heads and it's not until you get that where you can let go that stubbornness and all of that and be like you know what i'm just going to do things differently even right. for yourself even if they don't change do it for you and see why mm-hmm. you see that shift in them as well so that right yeah, that's right, right. 
Yeah, so that was an awesome, awesome conversation. I was oh, so yeah, excited, yeah, right? Yes. I'm yes. still pushing because, listen, I told Cassandra, I said, <laughs> you know we're going to have to open up a clubhouse room, right? Y'all need right. to. Oh, no, yeah, we really to. do. I'm going to be, listen, I'm going to be getting with her on that. I'm not going to let it go. She's going to be like, this girl's stalking me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I love it. I love it. We already had this conversation. I love it. I think, you like I said, funny. I think a lot of women. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of women will benefit from that and being able to hear different perspectives and different sides will definitely help because it's different stories. It may seem similar, but people respond or, you know, it's just like um, theory, you know, it's different. Like going to counseling, not every counselor and a method works for everybody. You know, you got to find right. what works for you. So being able to hear other people's stories, I think it will definitely be beneficial. And, you know, that will be help us and also help them, too. So I agree. I was going to say, coming home today, um, I passed by this this school every single day for the last, how long have we been here? Since 2019? Yeah. So for the last two years, it's, uh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to name the name of the school, but it's, their their slogan is, teach, educating women in the Catholic tradition was our goal. And I'm like, huh, there's nothing like that for like, like, like Christian women. Like, there's no school to educate women young women in a christian way and you, you just hear you guys both tonight talking about how you guys want to uplift women and and you know and you know teach women to be more christ-like and have a relationship with christ and to and to keep those standards for themselves that's 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 a prophecy that i see you guys fulfilling i don't know if it's together individually but um, as you two are working, and I see the, you, something very similar with you two. You, you know, thirty-one. Crystal's. Let me tell you, age. Yeah. Crystal's forty-four. That's no, not, not. Too, forty-five. <laughs> not too far <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's not too far off at so, all. Not too far off, but you know. I don't know how he don't remember my age. We're the same age. I know I'm thinking 44, 45 because you just turned 45. He's just a few months older than me. I am. But no, I, I see you two doing, doing something great for women. <laughs> just reach, reaching, reaching women of all ages, you know, and just showing them because time is short. Right. We don't have that much time yeah. left before Christ's return. Mm -hmm. uh, the harvest mm -hmm. is plentiful right now. Um, I, was, mm -hmm. I just made a statement the other day before we go. She made a statement the other day, um, and it's been on my mind. I was, actually, guys, I have a tattoo of a lion with a crown on his head, and in the crown it says Christ is King. Um, I had that in my arms for about nine to ten years now. I was going to get another tattoo with a lamb, a lamb and lion. Now, Jesus, uh, the world expects us to be the, the uh, Jesus to be the lamb all the time, peaceful, slap me in the face, turn the other cheek, slap the other cheek. Jesus, this, this is the lion season right now where we have to have boldness, no mm -hmm. more uh no more excuses no more um uh forgiveness for saying this no more you know no more softness we gotta be bold we gotta you know the violence take it by force mm -hmm. we gotta stand on god's word and say what god wants us to say Amen. people get offended by it then that's the word they get offended by the word which, which god told us to say so you two keep doing what you're doing keep being bold keep saying what god's telling you to say don't hold bite your tongue don't hold your tongue people need to hear it women need to hear it men need to hear it um that's my that's what I'm, I'm doing going forward and i'm not i'm not stopping and i'm gonna you know continue to preach god's word and i, and I pray that both of you guys do the same thing especially to women 
Thank yeah. you. Thank you. I told you, I told you he's the purpose pusher, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he ain't gonna let it go. So you know what that means. Let it go. Don't be like, you, you talking to someone today? What you doing? Look, I'm all for it. I think it'll be best. <laughs> Yeah, purpose for sure. Yeah. Like, don't tell him you want to do nothing because he be calling you. Like, girl, you doing it? Like, what you doing? What you doing? No, I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check. A monthly, I'm gonna be checking. You know, I know you guys gonna speak daily, but I'm like, she start that school yet? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for it. I love it. You have to have somebody to be the pusher to not let the dream die. You know, what's the purpose of having a partner if he can't support your dream or push you towards it? And that goes both ways. You know, so. I'm I'm all for it. I love it. So definitely a yes for me. That's my lane yeah, anyway. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I heard you. What I is this? You, <laughs> I know. We listen. You know, we're going yeah. we're going to get together. We're going to talk about what's next, Cassandra. We're talking about what's next. Yeah. Cause yeah. I feel it. Look, I told her, I said, listen, when we taught all of our Everything just lined up, and I'm like, okay, we're we're supposed to do something together. That's what I'm saying. We're supposed to do something together. (laughs) We are going to do things together. We're going to do it. Blow your minds. Yeah. Think what you think that you're going to do. God's going to supersede that. Yes. And and don't be afraid of bumps in the road because that's just going to lift you guys and help you guys be stronger in it. Don't be afraid of the adversary. Don't be afraid of the enemy whispering in your ear, telling you that you can't do it. When he does come, that means that God's setting you up. That means God's working. If yeah. God's quiet, then you'd be like, well, okay, what am I doing wrong? Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah so but- we're definitely, we're yeah, definitely going to be moving forward. It. Yes. But yes, that was awesome. Awesome. Oh, oh my goodness. I'm like so excited. And I thank Cassandra so, so much for coming on with us and having this awesome discussion and agreeing to be my host. I reached out in fear. I was like, this girl going to reject me. But she was so kind and gracious to accept. Rejection. Look. That's uh-huh, how it is a relationship, my... girl. You gotta be bold sometimes. Look, uh-huh, that's why I was like, I let it listen. I let that rejection go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so thank you so. I mean, I really, really appreciate Me you. And um, I love thank your spirit, you I love everything about you, and I can't wait to see how God is going to move going forward. I'm excited about it. Amen. I really Me am. too. Thank you guys for having me on your platform. I really learned. You know, I took notes in my mind. You know, I could have been writing it down, but it was great gem for moving forward. And it also helped me to kind of like reflect on my own relationship, what it is that I need to change. So I'm looking forward to being this different woman for my spouse because I do want them back. <laughs> uh, hey, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love Cassandra already. I told her, I no, said, that's my, I was like, she's my little sister. <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for joining us. I, I so appreciate you and I thank God for you. And, um, you know, hopefully you'll, you know, come back on soon to be our guest for something else. We'll, I'm sure we'll be talking and we'll have another topic. So listen, yes, um, you'll listen, we're going to be in contact. Yes. <laughs> but, um, yes. <laughs> but thank you guys so much for listening in. Thank you for joining us on today. Um, make sure you subscribe to this channel if you have not already. And until the next time, guys. Peace out. out. Bye.